0: theme in our heart this Easter is that we have an upside down king and I'd like to spend a few minutes with you this morning we'll be in John chapter 20 if you have your Bibles and want to be there that's on page 1112 in our Bibles that are canned out but I'm an American I don't necessarily like the idea of a king I'm a master of my own destiny want to seize thing myself but you realize there are people who are more powerful than you i did pay taxes this year not just that but there are beings and we 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 laud king jesus and we call him the king of heaven that means something right i believe he is god i believe he has absolute authority and power I believe that the, the kings of the earth reflect a little bit of that, and you can go back, and there have always been kings. King Hammurabi of ancient Babylon, King Nebuchadnezzar, who hasn't heard of Alexander the Great. King Tut, I think it's tut or something. Egypt, right? People who held life and death in their hand, people who had power, over other people and powers and authorities. And for a nation, the king was the exalted ruler, the one who was over all things and the sovereign You paid fealty to him. And even back when Israel was a nation and God took them out of Egypt and they cried out for a king and God said, no, I'm your king. No, no, we want this representation of what a king is. Saul. David. And then the whole list, you can read kings and king after king who really cement the idea that we don't like kings. No thanks. To say nothing of the Caesars and Nero and Caligula and real people with, who did real things and were Kings. The story of Jesus is the story of a king. I don't think I have to prove it, but you realize, hey, when the, when, when, when the wise men came, they came to find the king. They went to the palace. Said, where's the king of the Jews? We saw in the stars that he'd been born. Over and over, people... Think, where's the king? When Jesus rides into Jerusalem on a donkey, he's fulfilling a prophecy from from Zechariah, right? Chapter 9 Behold, your king is coming to you, riding on a donkey's colt. It's the question Pilate asked Jesus as he had him there before his death Are you a king? Becomes a mockery, right? Hail, King of the Jews, they say, with the crown of thorns and the, the robe of scarlet on the back that had been torn. Behold your king, Pilate declares. Shall I crucify your king? And the people say, He's not our king. Crucify him. Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews, in three languages as he died. Is this a joke? Some kind of powerlessness? Killed at the hands of men who will not have a king? We know that's not true. And so you know, what a surprise when, right? When Jesus is crucified, the whole land turns dark for three hours. When Jesus is crucified, the veil of the temple is torn in half. When Jesus is crucified, the gospels tell us, people rose from the dead. The graves opened up and people wandered around the city of Jerusalem alive. Power. The grave didn't hold him. He rose from the dead. Every knee will bow. Every tongue confess. Shock and awe. Jesus Christ has that kind of power. And we're here today because we worship him. But I want today to take just a few minutes and make sure you don't miss how surprising our King is. Not just that He suffered and died because we all know that and we love it. It's amazing that our King, for our sake, went through the cross and we thought about that on Friday. I want, I want you to think about now. Today. Because I'll tell you the truth, right? When Jesus Christ is born, what happened? A cacophony of angels split the heavens. Crying out glory to God in the highest Yeah, it was just the shepherds, but it happened, right? When Jesus Christ died and the ground almost shook. What about the resurrection? Because now he's done. And he did it. And he paid. Were I a king? Treated like he was treated? What would I do? Great destruction, right? Rain down on these high priests and Pilate. And every single person with the tiniest hand in this sacrilege, it's almost as surprising right, as Jesus rising from the dead. It's what he does when he rises. You, you know that he rose, but he rose not to heaven, not to the mighty throne that he will inhabit forever. He rose, and there's this time. And this time says something to you, and it says something remarkable. And boy, it but it draws me to worship and to trust him. We rejoice today because Jesus Christ, Messiah, is a king like no other. He died for us. He loves us. Peace and forgiveness are in his hand. Rescue is in his hand. Take heart. You have a king. I want you to marvel at what he does. That's what you and I we receive as love. So we read already what we read just a little while ago was the beginning of John 20 where, where it happens, right? The day dawns and the sunrise is coming. But it's a story where Mary and some other women go to wrap Jesus in the, in the spices, right? Because his body, you've got to preserve it and, and make it smell good because it's going to smell. So they rise up early and they go out there to put it on. And when they come, he's gone. So they go tell Peter and John. And the story, it's almost comical. They're racing each other. to get to the tomb. But John, John John's writing the, the book. <laughs> make sure you know he got there first. I got there first and I look and there's a blazing... No. There's nothing. Come on, he just rocked the world. He rose from the dead. Why isn't he appearing in glory in the skies? His first appearance, the Bible tells us, right there in John, we read it, is to Mary Magdalene a random person who got rescued from demons. No authority in her. No standing in the society. That's what he did, right? And his message to her was, hey, go tell my brothers. You know, those ones who abandoned me a couple days ago. Go tell my brothers. I'm going to go back up to heaven. To my God and their God, to, 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 to my father and your father. Something remarkable about this king. He didn't direct soldiers into battle. He didn't take from his subjects or direct them in war. He is unlike any other king. He accomplished everything himself. Our, our heart today and to share with you is not, not that he is the God of heaven. He is Not that he rose from the dead. He did. It's what he does and who he is still. And that is our king. Our brother. Our savior. So so I want you to take a minute with John's real first appearance of Jesus. Not the quick message to go tell the disciples which she told Mary. But she, she went and told them. And then that night... Jesus didn't go up to heaven. He came and talked to them. Pretty amazing. He's with his fearful disciples. And, and so you my, my, have to see, Jesus brings peace in our fear. And we have it. So pick it up with me. It's verse 19 of John 20. And the Bible says this, on the evening of that day, that's the day Jesus rose from the dead. The victory won. He's going to go back to heaven in his reign and pick it up again. And and there it says, on the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews. Jesus came, stood among them, said to them, peace be with you. I mean, isn't it just amazing? So so the king of heaven, now he can go back. He's done, they're done, he's done his work. But 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 his guys are are in a room afraid with the doors locked because of all the things that have happened, and who knows if it's eventually fear because I just don't know what's going on. I'm afraid they're gonna get us. The Jews are gonna come after us now and kill us too. But they've heard that Jesus has been raised. just hiding and Jesus comes and he speaks peace i know you're tempted and you might be tempted to say that's just a greeting you know that's a that's the normal greeting they did no it's not normal that the first words out of the savior's mouth because he's done it is peace be with you god declares peace to you i'm here says jesus what's the evidence of peace Well, obviously the evidence is that you're being bold and standing up and standing on Jesus. No, look. When he said this, peace, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. It's not a mistake that this is the first encounter. The actions of Jesus after his death on a cross, because he died for us, he is our peace. Most amazing act the world's ever known that through the sacrifice of the king, we have peace with God Himself. It is a rightness. There is no fear necessary, no cringing because we haven't done enough. We haven't accomplished enough. We haven't been pure enough. We haven't been bold enough. Stop with the enough already. Jesus is enough. Romans says it too, you know, says it this way. Therefore, we have been, since we have been justified by faith, Trusting the work of Jesus, who's standing now in this room. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus. It's said there, but it's proved here. The king didn't leave. He rose, and it's so strange. He didn't rise in glorious singing of angels. What it should be, it's amazing. Death has been conquered. He came to his fearful kids, brothers, people. He says it to you. He's your peace. He has made peace for you. There's a particular peace needed between you and the ruler of the universe because you are evil. Don't call me evil. Until you are freed by the action of Jesus, his death for us, right? It's the forgiveness of sin. This is really important, that this is the ground we stand on. Jesus says again to them, look. He says, peace be with you, in case you didn't get it the first time. Let me say it again to you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. You're going to be the messengers of my peace, proclaiming peace, a particular peace. And he does this in verse 22. He says, hey, when he said this, he breathed on them. He said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they're forgiven them. If if you withhold forgiveness from any, it's withheld. See, this peace is about forgiveness of sin. The sin of any who come to God. Your sins are forgiven, and it's not by your atonement. It's not by your making it right. It's not by your stopping and making sure. It's by your saying, oh, I received the peace of God in Christ. The only reason to withhold forgiveness is you don't trust that. Because that's what the Holy Spirit testifies to. Your sins are forgiven. He forgives you. And he is the one you need forgiveness from because you and I start all out with this crowd on Friday, this crowd crying out, crucify him. I don't want a king because I know what kings are like and they just abuse and they're wrong and they're over me and I want to control my own destiny. I want to be my own person. And then all of us in this room, we've come to this point of saying, no, I, I can't. I'm a sinner. I need a savior. And the amazing thing is the king doesn't say, okay, well, crawl to me on your knees. The king doesn't say, well, see me in glorious light. The king came to them. In comes Jesus. In comes the proclamation of the word, forgiveness in the name of Jesus. Jesus, the king who died for us rebels, no action for us to do, no command of virtue to uphold, no name to proclaim. The name of Jesus. So that happened. <laughs> this is history. So now Jesus has done that and he set his guys up in motion and they can go off. And now he can go up to heaven, right? Now he's ready to go and he can ascend. There's more. <laughs> Surprisingly more. And you know this story, but don't miss the wonder that Jesus is still here. Because in John 20, 24, now Thomas, one of the twelve. Called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. Maybe he wasn't as scared. He wasn't behind locked doors. I don't know, but I'll tell you this. So the other disciples told him, We've seen the Lord, but he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the mark of the nails, and place my finger into the mark of the nails, and place my hand into his side, I will never believe. Total failure to believe in Jesus. I mean, and he'd seen him. He'd seen his miracles. He'd seen him walking around. So all these things. And here's Thomas. It's like, okay, well, he'll be the one we throw away. <laughs> the king has come, and then he came to his guys, and he told them the truth, and they believed in him, and they saw him, and there they go. And Thomas wasn't there, so, well, tough luck for Thomas. No. No, look. Eight days later. This is the Bible. Don't miss this. Eight days later. What's Jesus doing? Hanging around for eight days. He's got things to do. He's got places to go. He's got the heavens to glory, gloriously worship this king who's done. Eight days later. He's still holding off his ascension. His disciples were inside again. Thomas was with them. Although the doors were locked. Wait a minute. Does anyone else find this crazy? Jesus came to them and said, hey, 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 don't, peace be with you. And and, and so they did get peace because I know it because Jesus gives peace and I believe in Jesus. And then I expect they're going to stop locking the door. Come on, you guys, don't be afraid. Eight days later, the door still Jesus came, he stood among them, and he said, peace be with you. Did the message change? It was peace, but now since you guys have been such punks, peace plus. Stop locking the door. Something, right? He just said this. This is a repeat. This is Jesus. And the thing you should see, I believe, is the patience and wonder that this is the king of the universe. And he's coming to them personally, the people that he loves. The love of Jesus. It's not just his glory. Oh, he's the king. It's the amazing personal love of Jesus for you and me, for his disciples, his unbelieving disciples. He said to Thomas, put your finger here and see my hands. Put out your hand and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. Thomas answered him, my Lord and my God. And Jesus said to him, have you believed because you've seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Oh, Thomas, he said, I died for you. I prove it for you. And more remarkable, I came again to show And then this word, blessed are those who don't see and believe. That's who? That's you. That's me. We're blessed. We're blessed not because we've cleaned up, added virtue to our list of character qualities, but because we've been floored by this Savior, not just that he died, but that he lives, and that he loves you and me. He's the upside-down king who adores the least and the little and the lost. And we are those, you and me. He knew from the very beginning that this would be so. He knew it when he instituted communion, right? He said, take, I'm going to go suffer, and I'm not going to drink of this again until I drink it with you in the kingdom. I want to give you the last verse here. It's really the summary verse of John. Right there, if you look, it says, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. He says, but these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. Life in his name, you know, it's what you and I get because we've seen the most amazing sovereign power the world has ever experienced, but it's not just that he's the king. We've seen the amazing character of Jesus pulled all the way through in love for you and me. His power to give life is in forgiveness because we've sinned, and he has paid. He's the king, a king beyond the world. I mean, that's this verse right from John before he went. He says, Jesus, when he's asked by Pilate, are you a king? He says back to him, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have been fighting that I might be delivered over to the Jews. But my kingdom's not of this world. so important for you and me as we proclaim today that Jesus is the king he's the one through whom all was created he's the one who died for you and me that his kingdom is not of this world therefore our kingdom isn't either that doesn't mean that the kingdom is about some ethereal intellectual positivity or possibility or whatever might come in our minds It's simply diametrically opposed to the powers of this world, to how we see every other king. We are driven by self-interest, by self-righteousness, by strength and by might. And Jesus Christ has come and turned us upside down. Forgiveness is yours simply by receiving it from the king, not by earning it to get to the king. Every fear and worry and struggle, he knows them all and he forgives you. He died for you, you will live because of him. He calls you his brothers and sisters who have put your trust in his name. He calls you his friends. He is the king. He says that he'll never leave us or forsake us. In fact, he says this, right? Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you, not as the world gives do I give you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. He says this because he's the one that gives us peace. I want to close with this because today's the day we worship the king who rose. He's not like any other king. And he has said to this this idea that you and I hold on to of salvation is by grace alone, by faith alone, by trusting Jesus alone, that, that, that somehow we... We think that means we're going to be a kingdom like any other. And it's not true. What Jesus conquered is death. The sting of death is sin. You and I sin and we die. I was um, around somebody this this past, well, in, in January, it was really amazing. The man who had struggled with addiction his whole life. Um, drugs, alcohol, other things. And, and in the midst of his struggle, he came to see that he was a sinner. and He confessed Christ. If I get any forgiveness, it's going to be that Jesus Christ forgives me. He said, I'm going to put my trust there. I had great hope for him, you know. was with his family last night because they walked in on him um, and he'd passed away of an overdose. He didn't escape death. Did he? Yeah, he did. His kingdoms, like my, the crane of Christ is not of this world. God didn't save this man And get him out of his addiction, did he? He died in his addiction. But his hope was in Jesus. And when you say, my hope is in Jesus. and When you say, I receive forgiveness from Jesus. You're in a different kingdom. I will see this man on the last day. I will see him in heaven because he trusts Jesus. It is so hard for you and me. We want to be put into the kingdom of the and Jesus says, come to me. Do you trust me? I give you peace. Not as the world gives peace do I give you. I give you a peace that transcends death. Because if you trust me, you will live. And whatever your sin is today, whatever your failing is today, whatever your lack is today, it is not that Jesus comes and says, here, I will make you stronger and you will get out of it. Sometimes he does. It's fantastic. But I guarantee that every time he says, I will be with you forever and you will be mine. And we who trust this upside down king, we receive from him eternal life. Come worship the king.